Kuntanyi is now going to say a few words. Dr. Kamal Etafla, who is now with us, has come all the way from Dubai. And where is he? Ah, here he is, doctor. Thank you. He is Nordin's uh, boss. He's one of the partners that uh, we are going to wor be working with on this project. Another point. We uh, have now gone past 2000 people listening to us remotely, so that's another source of pride for us now. For our next speaker. We're going to be talking about the Thea Foundation's work on natural resources. Jean-Philippe Aquaviva, a member of parliament for, from Corsica. Uh, please uh, put on your headset and turn to channel two because he. First of all, I'd like to say hello to all of the participants of the conference. Unfortunately, for reasons beyond my control, due to my political appointment, I can't be with you physically today. I'm Jean-Philippe Aquaviva. I'm a member of parliament in France from Upper Corsica. And at the same time, a territorial councillor for the entire Corsican region. Now, many of the objectives for sustainable development have to do directly with Corsica, which is an island, a mountainous island, uh, suffering from global warming, of course. This year, we've registered extreme temperatures uh, and not just in Corsica, but also in Corsica. So climate change and its impact on our water resource, on forest fires and wildfires, on agricultural production and food security are all generating tension political tension, social tensions for our region. We're also concerned about ocean-based pollution. We're often victims of uh, ships emptying their ballast. Uh, we've inaugurated recently an underwater park between uh, the south of Corsica and the north of Sardinia, which is also an area where there is intense maritime traffic. At the same time, in that same area that we have uh, these underwater uh, parks, uh, and so it's a huge task for us to have this shipping avoid these protected areas. 
150,000 tons per year are released into the Mediterranean every year. These are illicit actions, and despite international cooperation between Italy, France, and Spain, uh, there was an operation, by the way, called Oscar Med, which allowed us to identify three uh, culprits who had uh, emptied the uh, their ships' uh, waste oil into the uh, Mediterranean. We have different means. We use uh, aerial means to uh, detect these phenomena, but that's not enough. So we really think that uh, we need to think about the future here. And that means meeting the SDGs and integrating those ideas into our efforts to fight maritime pollution. Uh, and with this system, we will be able to do that in real time. And to identify potential violators here. Many times uh, today when there are incidents like this, so we're unable to find the guilty parties. So we can see that satellite technology will allow us to be much more efficient in tackling this problem of maritime pollution. Since we have to operate on an entire region, which is Corsica in this instance, we will be able to also work on conserving our water resources, which are very precious. We'll be able to store water better, use water better, and we'll be able to make economies of scale. So the technology will allow us to make progress on all of those fronts, uh, not just agriculture, not just uh, environmental protection, but for tourism as well, uh, which has to do with, for example, prevention of uh, brush fires which are a serious problem now because of global warming. We uh, are very much affected by uh, wildfires in Corsica. This has been on the on the rise. So any kind of anticipatory measures we can take here in prevention will allow us to avoid these situations. So we're very hopeful about this new technology, but it's usefulness for the common good. I think it's also going to show that we are in a currently in a, in a situation uh, which is indeed an emergency situation, and this will be a way for us to manage these different issues. Pollute less, use our water better, better prevent fires, and to have a better life.
and I think that this uh, will also help the grassroots people in the field to have a hand in their own destiny working with the government and with the authorities thanks to this technology. So I'm very pleased to participate in this conference and uh, to be perhaps one of the agents that will facilitate the partnerships we've been talking about in the coming months. Thank you for listening and I wish you all success in your work. And let's not waste any time in undertaking this effort. Thank you. Well, I think that that's a very interesting uh, speech that uh, he's given. Uh, we can't, of course, ask him questions, but uh, I think that uh, there are a few things we can say. Corsica is a beautiful island, and uh, we do have a Corsican with us, Jean-Charles, sitting over here. In any case, Corsica could constitute a, a model for us because it's mountainous, it has forests, it's very warm, and what can we do to preserve this kind of environment? Uh, and it's not just Corsica, there are many places like this. If the national, the natural catastrophes start to destroy uh, Corsica and places like it, and that's what's happening currently to the temperature rises, brush fires and so on. Uh, if we are able to modelize these potential threats, that would be a huge contribution to better managing the problem. I think that uh, we're starting to reach a critical mass of political support for our initiative. And I think that this conference is going to help crystallize many of these efforts. If you have any suggestions uh, for the parliamentarian, I'll tell him uh, about the warm reception you gave his remarks at any rate. Now, Sophie Stetton, philosopher, economist from the University of Lausanne and founder of Zoan. You have the floor, madam. Madam Chair, Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, panelists, The Zoan Foundation, that means living in Greek, was founded in 27 to boost the resilience of mankind when faced with the very formidable challenges that we all are familiar with today. Now, the Zoan Foundation is aiming at the mobilization of scientists in their different fields, and we have a chemistry Nobel Prize from 2017 in chemistry with us, and to support concrete actions in the field. 
And here I would just remind you that the recent report of uh, the uh, UNFCCC has pointed out the seriousness of these threats and the temperature rise, uh, temperature rise that has been unprecedented in the history of this planet. Let me just uh, say that according to scientists, we have another 10 years. Now, we could just give up or we could say we've got 10 years and we've got to do something. And uh, try to change things over these 10 coming years. So the first characteristic of Zoan is not to be in denial, but to confront the situation as it exists. That begins with uh, running, a, a, establishing a balance sheet of where we stand today. Second particularity, not just remain on a theoretical level, but undertake concrete actions in the field. Research and action uh, that will be soundly scientific. We are in partnership with the scientists, with the uh, publishing world, uh, online publishing, and so on. And also uh, boosting uh, our uh, awareness to make the, uh, the public in general aware of this uh, situation. Through this, we work through the media, TV, radio, and so on. Okay, those are the three main uh, avenues. Our foundation co has committed itself to supporting initiatives to maintain life on Earth through cooperation. That uh, allows us uh, to uh, establish and disseminate new knowledge and old knowledge as well. So the Zoan Foundation has decided to set up an institute working in several cross-cutting fields. Let me give you an example. Economy and finance, where we can try to develop uh, tools for generating income on the ecological transition. Uh, this is income which is tied to a social and ecological impact. This is going to be underpinned by adequate training. And the people who benefit from this will we'll have a mutualization of job creation to meet the different needs here. In other words, we're going to be creating jobs, but new jobs, new jobs because new technologies and so on have been really are going to need millions of people working on them. Uh, so it's a matter of training. So this is uh, what we call our ecological transition uh, financial flow. Another field, 
agroforestry and agroecology. Okay, here we're talking about food security. Nearby or short circuits of distribution. The transitions isn't just uh, economic or technological in nature, it's uh, multifaceted. And this has to do with what we call spirituality. Uh, another field is uh, society, and that covers renewable energies, uh, what we call citizens, energy. I'm not going to go in, but we have several projects uh, in the works on this. The medical field, there's humanitarian medicine, there's telemedicine, there's e-medicine, there's also natural medicine, new elements, new molecules. Now, territory and governance. Now in Geneva, we have uh, been working with different different cantons. We've been working with different uh, communities uh, and collectivities in France. Social justice and environment, that's another field. There's social concerns and ecological concerns. We have a culture and transition facet as well, because you have to think about that. There's a training aspect, that's another field, training people to train themselves and train others for these new jobs. And another 